welcome to the first episode of the FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast. And today I'm joined by a special guest and fellow FPL player, TN, also known as the FPL Planner on Twitter. How are you today, mate? I'm very good. Thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. It's uh, it's pretty fresh outside at the moment, so... <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> I'd just get you to introduce you and let them know what you do over on your page, mate. Uh, no worries. Uh, thank you, mate. Um, yeah, so I, I'm from Canberra. Um, obviously, you know, as you might guess, I work for a, a public service agency. Um, so I started playing FPL about you know, seven years ago. And I think, you know, like most of us, um, just got a mate who invited to a, a cash mini league at work and, uh, yeah, that's how I started. You know, I had no idea what I was doing back then, uh, but ended up winning the, the mini league. So I was pretty excited. Um, it's been <laughs> pretty bad first up. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, but it's been you know been pretty casual about it uh, over the years uh, until the last couple of years where I thought, oh, actually, you know, it's actually quite enjoyable. So spent a bit more time on Twitter and start you know engaging with people, and and, and especially. Um, you know, last year with COVID, you know, started talking to a few uh, fellow Aussie managers as well. And uh, so we sort of, you know, we got together and set up uh, the Australian Twitter league this year. So, you know, it's, it's going really well at the moment. Uh, yeah, I so, took a look uh, at that um, last night. It's uh, looking pretty competitive. Yep, it is. Um, so, yeah, if, if, if any of your listeners want to find out more, uh, you can find us on Twitter at uh, Australian underscore FPL. Uh, you can see the link and the code to join the link there. It's, it's still not too late to join, though. No worries. I'll um, put it on the page, too, and let them all know they can where to find that. Um, I was looking at your page also, and you're actually done up an FPL planner to help people sort of, I guess, plan for their captain picks down the road and also transfers, etc. Do you want to sort of, I guess, enlarge on that a bit? Yeah, definitely. So uh, I think this... Uh, you know, as, as I was saying, like last year was a bit of a planner throw in the works, you know, with COVID disruptions and the amount of double and blank game weeks and, and all that. So I was a bit frustrated with, uh, you know, not having a, a good planner, uh, you know, to plan for, for my, um, you know, double and blank game weeks and, and all that. So uh, I decided to create one. Um, and then this year I decided to um, share it around for, you know, any other FPL players if, if they want to use it. It's free. Now, there are some benefits to, to my planet compared to the uh, to some of the, the other ones out there. Uh, so firstly, it's it's a live document Google Sheet. So once you've, you know, got, got your own copy, um, all the player data like prices will be updated daily uh, and it will be fed straight to your Google Sheet. As long as you connect to the internet, um, then the data should be updated. That's actually pretty handy, for, especially for people that are a bit too busy to yeah. plan in for pretty much six game weeks down the track. Definitely, definitely. Uh, now, the the other uh, main features, uh, you know, the, the fixtures with difficulty rating, uh, which you can see uh, side by side, um, and they again they will be updated for you know, all the doubles and playing game weeks later as well. Um, which again would be quite handy for you to you know, plan the transfers and and, and team sheet. Um, now the the other thing is you can actually plan your team selection way in advance. Um, 
So typically I, I would do it in over five to, to six weeks, uh, but you can choose a captaincy, uh, rotation, uh, and so on and so forth uh, for as many games as you as you like. Jeez. Now, I, I sort of yeah. I, I had a quick look at it last night and I sort of I didn't watch the whole video through, but um, yeah, that definitely sounds like it's going to make at least my life easier anyway, looking for that game week seven where I'm looking at using that um uh, that change my team around for the wild card. Yeah, definitely. I'd, actually, I saw that you've used your free hit uh, just then in game week two. Well, that is uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, don't even want to talk um, about that. It was, um, oh, okay. <laughs> one, one of um, many horrible decisions I'll probably make this season, but... <laughs> All right, well, let's not talk about that then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now the, the, the last point I want to make about my planner spreadsheet is, is um, especially unlike any other planners that I've seen uh, floating around, uh, is actually you can use it to track your points and ranks and, and your captaincy choices as well, uh, which for me was uh, was a you know, the main reason why I created my own sheet because uh, I want all my information to be on, you know, on the same spreadsheet, right? So Yeah, it all makes yeah. it a bit more accessible as well if you've got it all there. Yeah, and then, you know, you can look back and say, oh, you know, I chose, you know, Salah over Bruno, for example, but then high, my, my highest scoring player was... Hey, well, technically... Um, and it had to be in Berama or something. <laughs> well, technically this week, um, Salah was a better pick than Bruno. <laughs> Well, that is actually true. <laughs> that is true. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, if, if you use my spreadsheet and, and you can enter the, the points and the ranks, uh, then you can have some uh, handy graphs or, or some stats that you can look back as well uh, to see whether your captaincy choices uh, were good or bad or there's anything you can learn from. Um, so, yeah, as I said, you know, plenty of benefits. They're all, they're all in one single spreadsheet um and best of all it's all free for anyone to use that's the best part mate and also i really getting rewarded for your hard work but i guess if you see some of your fellow managers doing good this year you can take a bit of credit if they're using it definitely definitely especially <laughs> especially our uh the, the fellow aussie managers uh you know i think i think we talked about it the other day uh we would love it to be uh, to see a, a, a an Aussie manager actually win the whole thing. Wouldn't that be awesome, eh? Yeah, definitely. Well, that's my plan. That's why I built this whole community to try at least help support other sort of content makers and hopefully at least one of us can be uh, taking that first spot out. Definitely, definitely. Okay, I'll move along to talk about, I guess, a lot of Twitter stuff has been about uh, when to use your wild card, different strategies, and sort of, oh, I guess other people have a different look at how things sh- should work out, whether you wait to game week seven or you start now. So we might just expand on that a bit and sort of just say, I guess I'll explain some of my strategy and what I'm thinking, and then you can do the same if you'd like. Yeah, of course. So for me, I'm kind of looking at, I really want to get Lukaku in, but I think it's going to be a bit too much, um, I guess, destroying my team to try to get him in. So the plan is probably to save my wild card to week seven at least and I can kind of do like a, a full remake of my team and try to get him in so I'm not sort of killing my chances of having a decent side <laughs> too early yeah. anyway. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's a that's a very wise decision. Um, I'm kind of thinking along the same line. Um, 
especially that my team is doing pretty well at the moment. So I see no reason to uh, to use a wild card early. Uh, but that's not to say that the, the wild card can't be used early. I think last year I used it in game week three as well, and and that was after um, you know getting like a two point eight million overall rank after two game weeks. So I thought, ah, oh, well, it's probably time to, to fix my team. So I, I did my wild card then, and I think it turned out to be you know my best season with uh, you know an overall rank uh, in the top five thousand. So uh, so yeah, you know, early wild card can work as well. Yeah, it does all. There's no one way to sort of do it. It's kind of, I guess, it just depends on your circumstance because there's a lot of people that are really want Lukaku in. It. It's like, well, if it makes sense, you do it and you live and ride it out, and hopefully it works out. But you just never know. Yeah, definitely. So, what about your wildcard two or or the other chips like you know, bench, bench boosts and tree hit and, and all? Oh, I mean. Let's not not talk about free hit. Eh? <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'll get I'll get the free hit out of the way. Definitely, it's not great to use it on the second week, but um, <laughs> I kind of made a bit of a mistake and then I tried to fix it, which then um, pretty much made it an even worse mistake for me because I took out Damari Gray and um, put in Sergi Kenos, and then um, I sort of had second thoughts and used my free hit and. Yeah, Damari Gray ended up scoring good and Sergi Kenos did not. And I lost my, I think it was about nine points and my free hit as well. So, <laughs> Oh, well, oh well, you know. That, and, and that's one of the things as well, maybe we just segue into um, one, one of the other things that I've learned, um, you know, over the years is, is to be really patient, um, especially with your transfers. Because, um, you know, if you make like early transfers and, and you have regrets, um, you know, you either ended up taking too many hits, or, or you, you know, you're forced to use your, your cheap early, uh, which is probably one of the the biggest mistakes that I, I used to make as well uh, early yeah. on. It's definitely um, it's sort of I guess it's the same as me with um Ivan Tony at the moment. I'm sort of waiting when's the right time to get off or when's the right time to hold. So mm-hmm. I guess that's one of the predicaments I'm going to be facing the next week or two anyway. Yep. Yeah. So um, for me, the free hit uh, generally uh, be, be better used in, in a blank game week uh, when you know you only have a few fixtures to and, and very few players to choose from. Um, especially if it's very close to a to a big double game week, um, then you want to set up your your team for the for the double game week um, so that it can play you know bench push for example. Then the free hit will be best using on either side of the pencil. Uh, And, yeah, the second wild card is, you know, if you can hold back that long, uh, again, it would be best to set up your your double game week uh, teams. And I guess it's also going to depend on what's happening with around COVID when they go on the international break in two weeks as well. Yeah, definitely. So, anyway, enough about hearing um, my terrible decision about the free hit. (laughs) Um, we'll get into the game reviews. So first up, we had the Liverpool-Burnley game. Um, it pretty much went the way most people expected. It was pretty much Liverpool shooting practice for about 80 minutes of the 90. Um, the I guess I'm not going to run through every player, just the ones that are FBL relevant. So first up, I had um, Trent Alexander-Arnold. 
had another pretty good game. Got a nice attacking return as well as um, his fellow fullback in uh, at Tamiscus. Um, also a good attacking return, especially for someone who's priced so low. But the problem is it could be his last week with the uncertainty about Robertson. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I had... I have the same two um, plus Stardar as well, which I see you also have. Yes, uh, I'm yeah. like, I think Captain Eamon thought it was a great decision, but then, <laughs> yeah. then I saw the result of Bruno, and I kind of went, "Oh, well, could have done with those extra couple of points from <laughs> <Salah."> <laughs> Yeah, so it wasn't uh, Simicastle was was to me, you know, the best thing that happened to FBL this year so far. Like, you know, wouldn't you love a four? Million defender playing for Liverpool, two clean sheets, and attacking return. Yeah, and pretty much. That's just dream, dreamland there. Uh, but yeah, as he said, uh, it's very sad to uh, perhaps you know either saying goodbye or or um, you know sending him to the to the uh, to the bench um, until you can uh, transfer him out. I'm guessing. I mean, I'm still probably praying that there's news come out that Robinson is um, still not feeling good and he's not going to play this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, anything anything can happen, you know. But definitely, who would, if you were to trade him out, who would you be sort of looking for? Would you be trying to upgrade him or just trying to downgrade to a player around the same sort of price? Yeah, so at the moment, um, I think he's got up in price again today. So uh, I think we've all made um, a nice um, 0.1 million there, um, which if I were to, uh, to trade him out, I'll probably get um, like, you know, Livermanto um, to, to, to bang that 0.1 um, so that I could perhaps do Ings to DCL if I, if I want to. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm looking at at the moment. I think um, after looking at Twitter today, I'm pretty sure about 90% of managers are doing the exact trade. Yep. Pretty um, popular. Do you have any interest in um, Mane or Yoda? Not at the minute. Uh, I've never been a big fan of Mane. Uh, he he always looked attacking, um, but he doesn't seem to get the returns for, for his prize, uh, especially. So, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Salah for now. Um, yeah, see, I'll sort of Jones, see yeah. Mane as like a, a a cheaper option in the Liverpool midfield if you're not wanting to pay the premium price of Salah. But, yeah, you're not going to get the same return most weeks as you do from Salah. So. Yeah, no. Uh, with Jota, I, I, I'm not keen on him at the moment. Uh, again, due to the you know, security of the start, he's, he's never guaranteed with him. Yeah. And, I guess um, the good thing about Joda is that you're still going to get a fantasy return from him if he's on the bench because it seems like they're kind of mixing, matching with Firmino. I'm not willing to, to play that gamble, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's um, it's a it's a gamble I played last year. It come off sometimes, but, yeah, definitely yeah. paying that sort of higher price, you kind of want someone that's going to be guaranteed playing at least. Yeah, week pretty much. Indeed. Okay, next game up, we've got Brentford and Crystal Palace. I actually watched the whole game just because of my newfound crush on uh, Brentford as my promotion team I'm going to follow this year. 
um, I had quite a few players playing, so I was sort of interested to see how they went, especially with me using my free hit on Sergi Kenos. So I had a very <laughs> vested interest in this game. <laughs> um, how, how did that go for you? I mean, he looked good, but definitely, yeah, definitely didn't justify the free hit. But um, I sort of thought I'd just talk about Tony a bit. Um, I can see a bit of potential in him and in managers that want to hold him for another couple of weeks to get, I guess, a bigger sample size. I can um, see if they get their passing, that final ball sorted up front, that he might be able to get on the end of those and get a few goals, but it's more are you willing to wait for that to happen and how many times you're going to miss out on another player, like whether you upgrade to get Calvert-Lewin in or something like that. So it's almost like a crossroads for me at the moment. Yeah, no, I, I can see why, obviously. You know, it's frustrating when the old player doesn't return. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, you gotta, you got you to gotta think why you got him in the first place. Um, so, yeah, I think personally, I, I don't have him. Um, I've decided to go with uh, Cullen Wilson in, instead in the end. Which is pretty uh, much a similar sort of yeah. like price and stuff like that as well. Yeah, so uh, I personally, if I had him, I would give him at least, you know, a couple of more games because Aston, Aston Villa and Aix and Brighton, um, you know, potentially you could uh, you could return there. Uh, but, yeah, on the other end, I, I do see the, the frustration that, that you may have, like many other uh, managers out there, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> exactly. I guess it's the, the whole everyone's seen how he went in the championship last year, sort of like um, Pookie did the year he was coming into the Premier League. So everyone was kind of, there was a bit of hype around it. So I think that's sort of, I guess, increasing people's frustrations as well. Definitely. Um, is there anyone from Palace that you're looking at or it's not at the moment? Uh, not particularly, but I, I can see, um, uh, was it uh, Bumo? He, he, he might be all right. Um, but yeah, I won't be, you know, in any rush to get him anytime soon. Yeah, no, I was sort of thinking the same. He is on free kicks, which is a bonus, but, yeah, I think until Brentford sort of sort out their attack, that's mm. it's where I'm at with that. But who knows? I'll probably still have Tony in about five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next uh, game up is Everton and Leeds. There's a f- fair amount of FPL relevant plays in this game. I thought it was actually a pretty good game. I watched the the highlights package um, and there seemed to be, yeah, it was a really good game to watch. The most popular play is Calvert-Lewin. He, he actually went pretty good. <laughs> he gave you a return. Um, I didn't mind what Gray looked like. He actually he looked like he did in preseason, which is why I got him in. Um, in my team in week one, but then obviously he didn't go go too good that week one, and I kind of freaked out, and um, yeah, went Sergio Chenos, and then that bit me in the bum a bit. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think so. Um, you know, definitely covered little would be someone I'm very very keen on. Um, um, don't forget Rafinha. Rafinha was awesome. How how awesome was that? Uh, he looks like he's going to score. Most yeah. times he touches the ball. Yep, yep. So the, yeah, so those two are definitely on my on my uh, watch list at the moment. I, I do have Ailing, um, but obviously you know, he's been sitting on the bench uh, for the most part. 
I guess you can afford to do that because it's not that expensive. You're sort of happy to have a player that's not so expensive sitting on your bench and just sort of putting them in when you can. Yeah, no, definitely. That that was uh, that was a plan to um, to cover for uh, uh, Simicast when when he uh, eventually lose lose uh, his starting point, uh, plays to Robertson, and also Benford. He got the Benford got uh, the assist as well, so he got some points for the owners that have stuck with him. I mean, there's still sixteen point one percent of people that have got yeah. Benford in their team still, so. Actually, quite surprised that you know so many people have have him. I uh, don't think it. I don't think he's very popular um, in the Twitter community. Yeah, I haven't actually seen too much on people yeah. of hyping him up this year. Like last year, he was pretty popular. But mm. yeah, I think it's a it's an eight million price point. Um, you know, you you could get uh, covered Lewin for the same price. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely or even Danny not- Ings. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm just looking at evidence fixtures that are coming up and pretty much from this game week all the way through to about uh, the next sort of hardest game is Man United in game week seven. So definitely um, Liverpool play, uh, not Liverpool, sorry, Everton players are definitely piquing my interest. Definitely. Um, also with Leeds, I think their schedule opens up a bit soon as well. I think they might be worth looking yeah, at. Yeah, I think so. I think from game week. Four. See, even from this game week, I mean, they got Liverpool game week four, but up until game week eleven, it's it's pretty good matchups actually. Yeah, after after the Liverpool game, they're, they're looking pretty decent. But um, yeah, anything else to add from Everton and Leeds, or are you sort of happy to move on to the next game? Um, I think it's just sort of a, a little warning with uh, Rafinha and the like. Uh, you know, he's he's for for potential news on, on the COVID quarantine. Um, if they do end up going to, you know, international duties and when they come back, they may need to isolate and end up missing, you know, again, we've got two. So definitely watching, you know, keep keep an eye on the news there. Yeah, definitely. I'd be looking at probably Dallas, Bamford, Rafinha, probably Ailing as well. Anything else, mate, or move on? To no, that? That, that's, that's all good. Okay, next game, Villa and Newcastle. Well, Denny Ings, did you see that goal? Oh man, that that was wonder. Um, I mean, I, I have Ings, so uh, you know, having a last minute penalty in game week one and a last minute um, overhead goalie in game week two, uh, pretty sweet. <laughs> it was almost two different, I guess, ends of the scale. The last minute mm. penalty last week, and then this week, just an absolute. Worldy of an overhead kick. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, uh, so my my dilemma is is whether I, you know I, I do Ings to DCL or or I just keep him for another week. Uh, yeah, their fixtures do turn a little bit bad, I think, after game week three. Yeah, um, up here it's definitely. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's actually they've got a a pretty tough run with uh, Chelsea Villa. Uh, Villa against Everton, uh, Man United, Spurs. Yeah. So it does get a bit tough, but then again, you could picture Ings probably getting a goal or two on that run. Potentially, yeah. Especially against United. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah. Any interest in Mings? I mean, he had a pretty decent return for a defender. I just don't have any plays for him, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not interested in any Villa defense. Uh, they they yeah. look pretty shaky. Yeah, 
no, it's, I'm, I'm sort of on the same. See, I don't mind the attacking fullbacks that sort of like, I guess, yeah, Lonzo's and stuff like that, that are going to get up the wing in attack. Mm. But um, their defense is not looking like how you've, everyone thought it would this year anyway. Yeah. Now, the other player I have uh, this game was, was Wilson. And I think, you know, he, he, he should have and could have scored a, a couple. Um, but yeah, you know, like Tony, he, he, he was there to frustrate. I guess um, so. He's he's uh, another another player on my uh, monitoring radar. Yeah. Well, I I would probably liken Wilson to your Jimenez, um, Tony, even Calvert Lewin. Even though they're a bit different in price, but definitely can find a goal. They don't have to be dominating a game to get you a fantasy return. So yeah, definitely. Um, was there an issue? Did you think having uh, El Ghazi on penalties. Uh, I, I mean, you, you know, you would have liked Ings to be on penalty, um, but you know, what can you do? I, I, I think he's he's seemed second choice um, anyway. I, I was like, I was yelling at the TV, going, "Give it to Ings!" Give it to Ings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'd, I'm strongly consi- I'm strongly considering Ings to DCL. Uh, this week, especially with the uh, with the uh, potential prize rise for DCL soon as well. Yeah, definitely. And also, I was going to probably talk about Watkins because I'm not sure when he's due back, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do, whether they play the two up front or whether they play him out wide. Yep, definitely. Keep, so keep, that's probably keep something to monitor as well. Definitely. Okay, next matchup was the Man City Norwich. Um, it's more of a lottery who was going to start in the midfield. <laughs> yes. I mean, I I was kind of happy because I had Grealish, even though I guess he scored, but I wouldn't call it a goal. It was more just a bad touch that went in. <laughs> the ball just hit him, right? Yeah. I, I don't think he knew what happened till he looked up and went, oh, it's in the goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, but, yeah. Man City is, is a bit of a minefield moment. You you yeah you have no idea who will start and who who will get you the points. Um, the only player I probably would look at is Diaz, um, but yeah, beyond him, I don't think I'll look at anyone else. Yeah, I think I was sort of the same when I spoke the other day. I sort of said Diaz and Grealish are the only players that I can see probably playing every or most game weeks anyway with confidence. Yep. Uh, Norwich. Hmm. I don't think there's really anything to look at, I guess. I saw today that Brennan Williams from Man United has just signed with Norwich on loan. Isn't he Isn't he four million as well? Yeah, he is. He's quite. Mm. And he was pretty good when he got a chance last year at United. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know what fixtures would be helpful for Norwich at the moment because it just seems like they're just <laughs> everywhere, all over the place, but... Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I wouldn't go with any uh, any of their players at the moment. Um, but yeah, if, if William um, do end up starting, it's not a bad four million defender to be on your bench. Could be handy. Yeah, so that's actually also probably another option if he's 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 starting. If you're wanting to downgrade any of your cheaper fullbacks. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's that's all I have for that game. Are you happy to move on, or are you? Yep. Perfect. Now, next match is Brighton and Watford. I Brighton looked like a different side at home. Like, 
a complete like different team to the week before. So maybe looking at some of their players like Duffy might be at a cheap price to sit on your bench and play whenever they play at home. <laughs> yeah, I can see Duffy is getting a lot of traction on Twitter. Um, I think he's, he's gone up in price as well um, yesterday, I think. Um, but, yeah, the thing with me about Duffy is you don't know how long he's going to keep his place for, you know. Like, you know, what happened when Bellman is back, Dan Byrne um, and the like. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's, he's, he's looking good for the, for the short term. Um, but, yeah, I'm just not sure about his security of start. And Sanchez is probably another person that I, I have him. I'm sort of doing the tandem goalkeeper with him and Raya from Brentford, sort of just switching them each week, depending on the matchup. Do, do, do you find the rotation keeper work? Yeah, it's not too bad. Like um, like with both Sanchez and Raya, you're going to get a lot of, I guess, traffic. They're mm. going to save a lot of shots. So even when they're conceding but making lots of saves, they're still going to get the, the points for the saves. So you're going to get like the two to three points at worst for them. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm on Sanchez. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I just, I just have him. Um, so it's, it's basically it's set and forget. Um, so one decision has to make every week, you know. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I, I used to play, like, you know, rotational keepers as well, and, and it's just giving me a headache every week, deciding who to start and who to bench, and, you know, always ended up benching the wrong one. <laughs> well, I was definitely filthy actually when Matt Ryan got um, replaced by Sanchez. Now I'm kind of like, oh, he's actually a pretty decent keeper, so I can understand mm, yeah. you know, why they did the dirty with Matt Ryan. <laughs> but uh, is there anything else that you'd like? Oh, I guess there's Saar from Watford. Yep. No, I think he's definitely uh, the one to watch. I think out of the attacking players, um, yeah, he's definitely looking very promising. He he passes the eye test. You always want to, when you look at the stats, you kind of want to, see if they pass the eye test as well. So he definitely yep. passes the eye test for me. It's just, I guess, match-up dependent on who he's going to be playing. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, he's on my watch list as well. Yeah, definitely. So next match that I've got here is uh, United and Southampton. What were your thoughts on that? I'll let you go first. Oh, man. As a, as a United fan, I think you are as well, um, it was a painful watch. Um, now, obviously, as a as a as a Salah captain, uh, a Salah captain, uh, I was sort of half hoping for Bruno to blank and Greenwood to uh, to get a return, uh, which you know turned out to be the case. So FPL wise, I think it was good for me, uh, but yeah, no, it was a painful watch. <laughs> or definitely, like there was multiple angles. I was looking at this; it was. Um... The captain Bruno, the first disappointment. <laughs> I was kind of, I was at half time, and I was just thinking in my head, "Oh, what's double yellow card?" <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then the the next uh, hit was seeing Greenwood score after like hesitating on whether to bring him in or not, and I kind of stayed away. And it's just, yeah, I think I'm gonna get him in rather sooner than later, so. Yeah, so I, I think I took a gamble with uh, 
green wood, uh, you know, because with uh, Cavani out, it looks like we're going to start, um, you know, at least for a few more games. Um, so I took the gamble, and, and you know, it's it's been pretty pretty good for me personally. Um, Definitely, but yeah, you know, he 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 could potentially lose his starting place uh, once Cavani is back and Sancho is you know playing on the right. You would um, think um, Martial slash Ashley Young. Uh, won't be back on the pitch for a while. <laughs> I'm really hoping that he's not getting back on the pitch. He was he was horrible. Uh, I think you know when, when once um, he was sub and Greenwood went up top. I think you know we play a lot better. Yeah, I guess I don't. Yeah, I I'm kind of still hoping we get the Martial back from his debut against Liverpool, but that, I think that's clutching at straws, mate. <sighs> Yeah, I'm not sure that's going to ever happen, mate, unfortunately. <laughs> Another player I was going to talk about was um, Luke Shaw. I've still got him, and I'm probably still going to hold him just because of how attacking he looks, but it is definitely a killer when we're not keeping clean sheets. And I, I agree. I, I have him as well, and I think he's probably going to be gone um, by the time of a wild card, whenever that might be. But, yeah, for now, I'm keeping him as well. Yeah, no, I think yeah. at least I think that the fixtures are looking pretty decent for United until game week eight, where they start to, to turn um, a bit. So yeah, you know, it, it, you know, if you walk out in game weeks uh, after game week seven, uh, it's a pretty yeah. good chance that that, that sure will be gone for me. Are you, are you looking at Pogba at all, or is it kind of just um, waiting to see whether he stays out left or goes back deeper? I'm never a big fan of Popper, well, FPL-wise. Um, I, I think he's very streaky, so he, he'll get returns in a couple of games and then he'll go quiet for a long time. So, oh, And depending on where he plays as well, I think he might be, you know, going back to the to the midfield, um, yeah, which then, you know, will hurt his returns. Yeah, no, that's definitely a valid point because he does seem to go pretty quiet if he sits in that deeper role. Yeah. Another thing that I did realise watching the game is Bruno seemed to sit a bit deeper this game than he did last game, which I think is what hampered him a little bit until that second half when it opened up once Martial left the field. And I think that's the key because uh, Martial didn't do very very well up top, um, whereas Greenwood would, would you know, make space for the line of Pogba and, and Bruno to run up uh, into the box. Um so I think, yeah, the formation change uh, since Martial was uh, sub-off yeah, did make yeah. a difference. Uh, but I think, you know, unfortunately it was a bit too late. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we still look promising in that last 15, but, I mean, I would have just dragged him off at half time. to be fair. Yep. Uh, from Southampton, you got the Livramento. He's obviously going to probably be in about 60% of teams, I'd say, by tomorrow. Uh, I think so, yep. Definitely someone I'm looking at. Um, the other player I might be interested in is, is Adam Armstrong. I think he's looking pretty decent for a six million forward. If you need, uh, you know, if you ever need um, to downgrade uh, someone, yeah. No, he's, I was um, actually that first probably fifteen minutes of the game. I was kind of like, I think I want to get this bloke in. He's looking pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure whether it's because we kept passing in the ball. Or whether he was actually just playing really good. Yeah, I think wasn't 
It wasn't too at the end where he uh, he had a, a one-on-one with uh, Dario as well. Uh, yeah. He could have scored that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, I think he's looking pretty decent. And also another thing I was going to talk about was the Kyle Walker-Peters as well. He seemed, when he did come on, he replaced the right back, which I guess gives um, Livramento owners a bit of, I guess, confidence. <laughs> yep. No, I think definitely um, out of the four million defenders, that I think he has the best chance of uh, securing his, his start for now, at least. I mean, he had that one big run and I was just like, oh, what a player. And then they didn't play anything for the rest of the game. <laughs> I mean, he's for me. You, know, you can't you can't make another, another semi-cast, um, right? <laughs> wow. Well, after watching the semi-cast at Liverpool, man, I'm expecting every... He's you know, <laughs> definitely raised a bar right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just be... I'm just going to hate to see what his price will be next year. <laughs> and then he'll be out of sight for everyone. <laughs> Yep, pretty much. Okay. Mm. Um, anything else you'd like to add? Or uh, No, I think that's all. Okay, next match is the Wolves and Spurs. I actually thought if you looked at it, Spurs won, but watching the game, they were pretty lucky to hold on to that victory, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Traore, if um, he could finish like he does everything else, I reckon it would be about four goals. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just love him, right? You, you gotta love him. He's, he's, he's just a nightmare for any defense. I mean, I used um, to think he wasn't human, but when he's missing <laughs> those chances, I kind of think, oh, it makes me feel good because he actually is human. It's not just a freak. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I mean, um, Trireys is another one on my watch list as well because I think the fishes do turn for the better. Yeah, definitely. After, put it up here after yeah. game week three. Well, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, pretty much game week four all the way through to game week 10. But yeah, I, don't, so. I don't even know why because it's saying here that 10 is a bad fixture for Wolves, but they're up against Everton. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure they can score against Everton. Well, I'm pretty <laughs> sure if he doesn't make his chances, Michael Keane's going to pass it to him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, another player from Wolves that I was looking at was Sumedo. He seemed to be playing very high, and every time there was something near the box, he was making a run into the box, and Traore was finding him pretty frequently. Mm, that definitely. That's, that's a good pick. I mean, because you sort of you want that because they're not going to keep a lot of clean sheets, but you want that player that's also going to have the attacking upside. So if you ever do miss out on the clean sheet, at least you're hoping for a return from the attacking. Mm. Is anyone else from Wolves you're looking at, or is... Uh, no, not really. Um, Spurs. What about Spurs? Well, if I could get Son in, I really want to, but it's going to be either him or Grealish, so I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I do like the I do like the look of Son. Um, obviously, you know, depending on whether Kent stays or or goes. Yeah. Um, but I think he looks good either way. Um, but yeah, the problem is the ten million price tag. It's very hard to fit him in uh, with Bruno and Salah. And obviously, you know, you want Lukaku as well. Um, so much easier when he was um, a bit cheaper. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. What about Deli Ali? Yeah. He looked all right. It's, uh, he, I don't know, he must be drinking the magic water because he's revived. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he looked all right, and I think. What price is he sitting at? Is it $6 million? 
He's 6.5. So, 6.5, see, that's not too yeah, bad. Yeah, it's not too bad for Spurs. I think if he keep, keep um, playing the way he did, then it's definitely worth uh, having a look. And it's sort of, it's, it's hard to gauge, obviously, because whether Kane's signing for Manchester City or whether he's still going to be at Spurs, I guess that yeah. makes things a bit tricky because at the moment, Deli Alley's sort of getting the ball a fair bit because it's just him and Song. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually heard a rumour today that Cristiano Ronaldo is rumoured to maybe be heading to Spurs. Oh, wow. I don't know whether that's just wishful thinking from Spurs fans. but Imagine Ronaldo in your FPL team. I tell you what, I'll be using my wild card next week. <laughs> yep. So, but, yeah, I, I don't know how true that is, whether it's realistic or not, but um, definitely if it, if it did actually happen, I'd, I'd have to think about using my wild card to get him in. Yep, definitely, definitely. Um, do you have any interest in uh, Regulon or any of the other fullbacks, Sanchez? Not personally, um, yeah, because I, I do think uh, I have enough uh, in my team, so, you know, with TAA and, and Shaw at the moment. Uh, actually, if I if I want to switch, I might go to like um, Sufa West Ham, which you know we can talk about in a bit later. We'll yeah, talk about that match. Uh, but yeah, I'm just not trusting Spurs' defense at the moment. Somehow, it's maybe it just sort of like bias for last year or something yeah no that's fair i sort of i did sort of i do have a little bit of a fascination with um their young fullback um i think it's Tagenga. oh yeah yeah now he, he's he's looking all right i think but he does yeah. give away a lot of fouls though so yeah did he get another yellow card i think yeah, he did. Yeah, and when he was mm-hmm. playing again, he was marking Sterling and Grealish uh, week one, and you know what that's like. Sterling spent half yep. the time on the ground. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yep. is anyone else you'd like to talk about, or is that all? Uh, no, I think that, that's all. Right, yeah, we'll jump on to Arsenal and Chelsea. Actually, it was a, it's a pretty good game. Arsenal. What a game! What a game. Uh, How good was, was Lukaku? Hey? Oh, mate, he was feeding me humble pie left, right, centre that whole game. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every person Could I have easily got a, yeah, got a brace, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did he hit the bar? Or yeah, he did. He hit the bar. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't, was it the bar or the save? Might have been the save. Oh, no, actually, you're right. It, it was a good save. That's right, yeah. No, he's looking good, uh, definitely. Definitely worth a watch. I was definitely um, telling a lot of people that um, just wait and see. He might not even play. And then he turns up and he's looking the fittest he's looked for about six years. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, would you be looking to get him in or are you kind of happy just to wait and see And with their hard fixtures that are coming up for the next few weeks? Yeah, so the the problem or the way I look at it is, uh, you know, if you do get Lukaku in, right, then you've got to think, well, how many games are you going to captain in? in the next few game weeks. Yep. Um, and I can't see too many, um, maybe except for the, for the Villa game. Yeah. So if you don't captain him, um, and, you know, f- for me, I'll have to take out the luck of, I know, either Salah or Bruno to get him. Um, and I don't think I want to do that yet. Yeah. No, so, yeah. But I'm thinking if you're not wanting to use your wild card, you pretty much have got to take out one of your big midfielders. Because so, I'm looking at yeah. it, but Liverpool defense is pretty handy. You've got Villa; he could get a return against Villa. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, Spurs' defense is looking pretty good as well. Man City's looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just, I'm going to wait for, for at least probably game week seven when I do use my wild card. Yeah, I think I'm thinking the same. But um, oh, another players I've written down here, Alonzo. He's I – I sort of I also um, tell people that it, it a bit of an overreaction after week one not to sort of jump the gun and get on him. And then he played good and did nearly exactly what he did game week one. <laughs> the problem is, will he start? See, that's – the problem I had last year, I got him in and then he wasn't getting started. Chilwell sort of took over his spot. Yeah. Yep. So I think every time he's on the pitch, you know, you just want to get him. Yeah. But, yeah, you do want a headache to, uh, you know, to see the team sheet every time and, and check whether he's there or not. Would you put Reese James in that category as well? Uh, I think personally I feel like James is a little bit more secure, at least, you know, in a short term. Um but again, he he looks pretty decent when he's on the field. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, I'm not sure whether you know long term he, he will keep playing or keep starting at least. Yep. Um, uh, look at Arsenal. The only person I've sort of written down at Arsenal is Smith Rowe and um, Tierney. Do you have any interest in those or any? Not really. No, I, I think Smith Rowe is a you know, wonderful player. I don't think he's a very good FPL asset. So, you know, he's a joy to watch, but he'll never get even any returns. Um, Tierney, maybe. Uh, he looked pretty attacking. Um, but the problem is clean sheet. It looks like Arsenal is conceding to anyone, they say. So. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, actually, I'm actually already regarding my Ben White. Yeah. I've got, got him in my team to you know, hopefully rotate with Ailing uh, for the next few weeks. Um, yeah, no, Arsenal. I don't know if what's happening with him. <laughs> well, I thought he was injured, but I'm, it, it doesn't really give any clarity on how bad it is. So no, I'm not. No. Yeah, uh, so I'm anything just... else you wanted to talk no. about from them? Okay, so I think we're up to the last game now. Uh, West Ham Leicester. What a game! <laughs> oh, there's so many. Um, <laughs> gotta be sending Christmas cards to Antonio. I think. Yep. And Ben Rama, don't forget. I know. It was very painful to see him also get a return when I was sort of in my head going, I really want to get him in. I wish I already had him in. So, yeah. But um, definitely for people that went the double and had both of them, definitely were rewarded. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think uh, I still remember, you know, going to game week one, I was deciding whether to go uh, Rafinha um, or Ben Rama and, and, you know, I remember, like, there was a massive bandwagon on, on Twitter as well to get Ben Rama. Um, and he actually looked like very decent preseason as well. Yeah. So I thought, uh, and in the end, obviously, you know, with budget uh, constraint, I went with him instead of Rafinha. Um, so, yeah, it turned out to be uh, one of the best decisions I've made. Did you look at um, any fullbacks for West Ham? Were you looking at any or just the attacking? <laughs> I think I had Sue Fowl in many of my drafts uh, pre-season as well because I think, you know, he is, to me, he's a better option than uh, than Cresswell, um, you know, 0.5 cheaper as well and almost as attacking. So if I if I get a West Ham fullback, I'll probably go, go with Sue Fowl. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. With Leicester, it was a bit unfortunate with the red card, but 
So Antonio's going nowhere, I'm guessing. No, he'll be staying for a while. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, definitely Antonio. And I'm probably going to look at getting Ben Rama in. Not this week, I'd say. Probably next week. I'm not sure what their fixtures are like, though. I think they are pretty decent uh, for the next two. They've got United in game week five and Leeds in game week six. Yeah. Which, you know, he can return. So... They actually got a decent amount of fixtures. Yeah, all the quite, kind of mixed, but you know, not, not too bad, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely there's a decent run of fixtures all the way through to 10, so I'll probably mm. definitely look at getting him in. So... Uh, anything from Leicester you'd like to talk about? Anyone? Any players? I haven't seen uh, any down. I sort of only got Perez in my um, Pereira in my team out of Leicester. Yeah, I don't have anyone on my uh, watch list at all. So I guess that's no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, sort of, I was looking at their fixture list. Actually, I don't really think they have a great fixture list uh, upcoming. Have a look. Oh, it's not too bad actually. They've only got two hard matchups through to yeah. game week eleven. Yeah, so I think you know Pereira is not a bad shout if you, you know if you're after a uh, five by five million fullback. I'm guessing, but yeah, again, I'm not planning to do any uh, defense transfers at the moment except for Simicash. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. Okay, that wraps up all the games. Um, got a few questions sent through if you. Interested in answering some? Yeah, sure they'd like your expertise. Well, well, disclaimer: <laughs> definitely no expert. Uh, I definitely don't uh, don't back up a lot of my decision with like you know full of stats or, or anything. Um, you know, to me, uh, it's a lot of gut feel. Um, you know, high tests and and I do look up my stats from time to time. Um, yeah, no, so, 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 so don't quote me on. <laughs> that I'm looking at someone doesn't mean that you know he's uh, uh, they've been uh, having awesome stats or anything. <laughs> no, I'm definitely I'm definitely the same. I mean, look at my uh, prediction for Sergio Kenos this week. It went um, very good. <laughs> uh, first question we got here is Livermento a good replacement for Simicas? And do you reckon Duffy keeps his spot? I'll so, let you on this one. Liv- yeah, Livermanto, definitely yes for me. I think I think it's going to be a transfer for a lot of Twitter managers. Um, so, yeah, I'm currently looking at this move myself. I think he has the best chance of starting yeah. out of all the 4 million defenders. Yeah, um, Duffy has been decent, obviously. Uh, but as I said earlier, he could be a risk later when Veltman and or Dan Burn. Yeah, definitely, I agree. I'm just looking at it now. There's already 102,000 people that have transferred in Livermento. Yep, I'm not surprised. Uh, well, hopefully, <laughs> his pride doesn't uh, go up very too soon because I, I do like that uh, 0.1 million uh, in my bank. <laughs> yeah, I think he's probably yeah, his price is still sitting at the, yeah. the basement level. Um, next question: Should I stick with Bundia and Smith Rowe? If not, what are some better options? Uh, I think, well, I don't have either of them. Um, but if I had, I would look at moving them on, I think. Um, I think we always talk about Smith Rowe, right? He's not, he's not a very I mean, good, a good asset at football player. But yeah. I guess FPL at the moment, you're not really getting a return. Yep. And and I, I don't know what 
Bundia is doing at the moment. He doesn't look very confident or, or doesn't look very attacking at all. I mean, the upside at the moment is that he's in the starting side and that's about it for me. That's where it ends. And keeping in mind that he's, you know, Villa Fischer's at turning to the worst very, very shortly. So, yeah, you know, definitely. Probably as good time as any to, uh, to go to the Yeah, I'd sort of maybe look at Gray from Everton, possibly. He's pretty cheap. I think he's only five and a half. Yeah, I think there's plenty of good options at other that price point, right? So, you know, if if, if you don't have Rafinha, then that's pretty much a no-brainer. Yeah, uh, ben Rama, Ben Rama, as you say. Definitely. Before um, he gets too ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we mentioned earlier about Saar and Traore um, and even Mbumo as well from Brantford. I think he's looking pretty decent. It's definitely worth keeping an eye on. And if you saved any money elsewhere, you could also, I guess, upgrade to Greenwood as well. Yeah, definitely. I think mm-hmm. that answers it there. Um, uh, Lukaku question: With Lukaku having his first start and getting a return, do you think he's worth bringing in? So I think we've already touched on it earlier. It's it's definitely worth uh, monitoring. Um, but I wouldn't rip my team apart to get him in straight away. Um, yeah. So yeah. So you know, if you're on a wild card, yeah, I think it's a no-brainer because he could return. You know, on any yeah, game. No against any team. Um, but if you can wait um, around game week seven when you, when you end up wild carding, then, yeah, Chelsea fixes turn for the better then as well. So I think that's, that's a very easy transfer then. Like, I mean, he's looking good and he's looking fit and he could get a few goals. But for me, there's just too much risk at that price early on when the fixtures are a little bit difficult. And as I said earlier as well, I'm not going to captain him if I if I have him in the next four game weeks. You yeah, know, probably, I guess except if, for except for the Villa game. Like if you're getting out Salah to get him in, or Bruno, those are two people you're going to captain most yeah. weeks. So yeah, it's kind of almost like would you captain him if you don't? It's probably not worth it right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, a question about City's rotation um, until KDB returns, um, is there worth going to anyone in the city lineup at all or just wait till KDB returns and gets a bit of fitness? Nope. For me, <laughs> that's the short answer. Um, I think, yeah, you know, if if I want a, a, a nailed-on defender, then Diaz is, is a viable option. Uh, Grealish is looking quite secure at the moment, but, you know, you never know with Pep. Uh, he I mean, only one bad touch away from a goal. Exactly, and also he, he could be benched next game, even though you know he might be he might be have a decent run. Uh, you know, you know what happened last time with Mares, right? Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, Roman was um, blowing up on Twitter about Mares, then he comes on and scores anyway. <laughs> but I mean, do you want to do you want to you know having headache every week um, and 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 uh, checking his you know the team sheet and see that your player is not starting? Uh, I don't think it's a problem worth having in my opinion. No, definitely. And another one, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea fixture proof. Should we be getting them in even though the, there's a tough run at the moment? Personally, I'm not a big fan of saying any teams are fixture proof. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm always a, a fixture guy. Um, I do play, uh, you know, by fixtures. Yeah. it's So unless, yeah, unless you're on a, a wild card now, then I'll, I'll look at you know getting Lukaku and perhaps uh, you know a defender as well. Um, 
but yeah, if if not, I don't think. I don't no, think it's definitely. Yeah, I agree. It'd be different if I guess if Lukaku came at ten point oh or something like that. You know, you might be able to justify getting him in, but the eleven point fives for me is a bit too premium for a, these type of fixtures anyway. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, next one up is um, person choose their wild card. Um, I sent you through the what the team looked like um, earlier this afternoon. What are your thoughts? Is there any? Because he definitely wants to get Lukaku in, so he played the wild card so he could get him in. Yeah, so do you want to read out the the team sheet for for the listeners? So, at the moment in the goals, he's got Raya and Foster sort of like similar to my tactic as the cheap keepers and go tandem. And then he's got the Diaz, Reese James, Regulon, Duffy, Livramento, which it's actually not too bad because you've got, I guess, the cheapies in Duffy, Livramento that you can kind of sub in and sub out for those hard fixtures. But, yeah, I don't know about Reese James. I'm still not sold whether he's going to start every week. Um, mm-hmm. In the midfield... Got Salah, Fernandez, Ben Rama, Basuma, Gilmore, which I mean it's a pretty pretty good midfielder. You play just Ben Rama, Fernandez and Salah, you you should get a pretty pretty good return of those three in there. Um got Calvert Lewin, Lukaku and Antonio up front. I think that's a dream front three yeah. ever run of a front three this year. Yeah. So yeah, so I I mean looking at this like what a front three. That's that is a dream. Um, yeah, so I have no complaint there at all. Um, also, like three big hitters. So you've got Salah, Bruno, and Lukaku in that team. So that's pretty decent. It kind of takes you away from that problem where you're yeah. having to swap out one for him. So Definitely. I mean, it's it's totally possible on a wild card, right? You, you, I don't think you can do it in any other way. <laughs> I mean, um, it's a good wild card. I mean, he's made the most of his wild card. So yeah, definitely. When I say don't use wild card early. I mean, if you're going to use it early, at least make sure you do what this person's done and just stack your team. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And and as I said earlier, I'm I'm always open to an early wild card, especially you know, if if you don't feel like going well in the first couple of game weeks. You know, an early wild card um, can help you sort of jump on the early bandwagons and, and getting some some uh, prior rises along the way and build your team value for later as well. So, yeah, it's, it's worked in the past for me. Yep. Uh, and I can't see why it, it won't work here. Now, my, my only slight concern with this team is the potential inflexibility of the formation. Yeah. So, I mean, how are you going to play this? Is that 4-3-3 or... Yeah, three, I think you three, sent, four, me through, three. sent me through a few different ways yeah. that he would, he would play it. He said he was sort of happy with a 3-4-3 three, three or a 4-3-3 three, three formation. Yep. So that's what I'm, I'm, I'm imagining. Uh, now, obviously, having 2-4.0 or 4.1 for that female uh, defenders and 2-4.5 midfielders, um, I'm not sure how much you can expect from them in terms of points. Um, you know, Duffy perhaps can give you a, a clean sheet and perhaps even a, a, an attacking return every now and then. Yeah. But if they lose their starting spots, um, and on top of that, it got gems, is potentially a rotation risk as well. What's the plan then? Um, how are you going to change it around? Um, yeah. And then the two four by five midfielders, well. You, know, you, you can't expect too much, too much from them uh, rather than 
um, appearance point, really. Yeah. So, no, yeah. Well, so I, I think it's definitely not not bad, uh, but thinking sort of longer term, um, perhaps, you know, getting a, a, a couple 4.5 defenders instead of – so having one of the two 4.0 there, right? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you could downgrade James to a Sufal, for example, and get, you know, like an alien. Yeah, or even um, I was looking at Semedo as well. Yeah, so Semedo. Um, so, you know, get, getting a couple 4.5 or 5 plus a 4.5, then at least you've got the option of having, you know, a 4 a four-man defense, which is decent. Um, yeah. Or alternatively, you know, you could try to fit in Rafinha uh, for one of the two 4.5 um, midfielders there. But then it also means that you have to sacrifice one of Bruno or Salah, um, you know, to a song, for example. Yeah, no, that's definitely. So, yeah. So there's a couple of options there. You know, perhaps you can look at a bit longer term. Now, what I would recommend is to jump on Download my planner, <laughs> use it, um, you know, put in several options and see how your team line up in the next five or six game weeks and yeah, decide, actually, you know, how, how you want to go forward. Because obviously, you know, you, you play your wild card, you, you want it to, to be pretty decent for, for at least, you know, five or six game weeks, especially with the Turner fixtures in game week seven as well. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely a smart idea. I'll put the link up for it on our page anyway so then they can click on that link yeah. and go through and try it out. Hopefully that yeah. a bit. But, um, yeah, no. But overall, a, a very, very decent wildcard team. I, I think my mouth is watering at the moment. It's like, <laughs> oh, Jesus, like, I, I, I do like the look at that team. <laughs> I mean, who cares if you blank in the defense? The midfield and the up front should make up. It should be nearly getting 80 points just if the midfield and up front. Yeah, no, definitely. Oh, well, that about wraps it up. Um, thanks for coming on, mate. Your insight was very valuable. No worries. Thanks for having me. Well, and, uh, good luck with the season. No, de- definitely going to need it this week. So for more information on the FPL Planner, just head over to his Twitter page, FPL Planner, and should find it on there. And um, for all my content, head up to FPL Amateurs of Australia. You'll see it on Facebook, the group, and also on Twitter at FPL underscore amateur underscore Oz.